You know, my wife and I have been traveling around the last few years. For those of you who don't know, we are Rise Nations. Jake, I saw you drumming in the shirt today. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> I rode his motorcycle, so it's, a, it's, it's fitting that you wore Rise Nations shirt today. And we, we've been all over, and, you know, we were in Poland for a couple weeks after the Ukrainian war started working with Ukrainian refugees. I was down in Africa ministering at a church down there with my father in Love Angelo, who... And we had an amazing time. Charlene and I, are, we're all over the place. And I don't want to take too much time because Josh gave me a four-hour time limit, so I can't talk too long. So I don't want to share too much. Some of it may come out in the midst of it, but the reality is we're, we're all over the place. That's the call of God on our life. That's what he told us to do. And I'm doing it out of obedience, which is why I guess I didn't start happy birthday to you. Because you said not to. I can't. I don't know, I may get frisky a little bit later. But the whole point is, is while we're out ministering the gospel, you got to realize that every place on earth needs the gospel. They need you. God just told us to go, so we went. That's our job. That's what he's given us to do. But he's given you something to do in your community, in your homes, in your families, in your friends. It doesn't matter how old you are, you young, wonderful people. You guys are all awesome, by the way. This is the best crowd of, I'm going to preach like this the rest of the day. <laughs> but there's people all over the world that need to hear the gospel, need to hear the good news, and it doesn't take war to do it. It really doesn't. We think of war, you know, I was a, I was a sailor. So we think of war of like guns and ammo and, you know, things exploding and stuff like that. But do you realize your neighbor's probably going through some sort of a war and it's all right here? Some of you are going through war, and it's all right here. And the truth is, what we have in God is something called freedom. I'm no longer a slave to fear. We sang it just a minute ago. The power and the presence of God was here. If you didn't know that, if you didn't feel that, please talk to Pastor Josh. <laughs> or me, I'll be here for a little bit. But the reality is there's a freedom in Christ Jesus that we, we've got to go with. It. That's why we go and do what God's calling us to do. I, do I know how to run an international organization? No. I have no idea what I'm doing except for what God tells me to do. I'm just being honest. You want to minister? That's it. Follow God. No questions asked. The questions will always come, but no questions asked. Just do what He says and He'll work it out in you later. We're always slow to catch up with what he's already done. Did you already know that you've been given everything pertaining to life and godliness? Did you already know that you've been set ablaze in him? Did you already know that this sinful nature has been done away with, that you're born again, born of the Spirit, set alive for him to give him glory and to go out in the world and shine? That's already been done. We don't always feel that way. We don't always believe that way because we're slow to catch up. It's been done. Jesus said it is finished. He didn't come to bore you again and say, Nicodemus said, what, I got to go back into my mother's womb to be born again? What's going on? I have the distinct privilege. My parents came to surprise me for my birthday. They threw me a surprise birthday and used his birthday <laughs> to cheat. I'm going to preach on repentance in a minute, and that's going to be the... No, I'm joking. But I just want to honor my, my parents. My dad, my mom, my stepmom, my sisters, my wife's aunt, my aunt, Auntie Michelle. 
They, my mom drove from Kansas. My dad and stepmom flew in from Kansas to surprise me. It blew, I blew a gasket. I think you broke me. I walked in. They're like, get in here. There's a whole room full of people. Get in here. We're going to, Josh is almost here. And then they surprise me. And I look over and I see my parents sitting on the couch and I'm like, Literally, my wife had to grab me so I could give her a kiss and actually go hug my parents. I froze. You broke the matrix. I'll take the blue pill next time. I haven't even started. I'm sorry. I'm just getting... I'm just... There's this reality where we got to realize what's been done. That's where I want to come to you today. Something that's been done. Let's catch up now. And I'm going to start in some weird scriptures. Pardon me. I'm sorry. I got to. Whenever you all go to preach, you'll begin to realize that when you got to blow your nose, it's that you can't do it pretty. There's nothing about it that's going to go on. What happens is I get in the presence of the Lord and everything starts to fall out of my face. It's annoying, but hey, you know, do what you got to do, I guess. But I want to read to you from Hebrews chapter 12 today. And I'm going to, there's, some, there's three truths I want to establish with you after I read these scriptures. And I just, I, I'm trusting God as you got to trust God that he speaks through me because his word is just so alive now. And it's the truth now. It wasn't the truth then and not the truth now. We can't read the Bible and say that was good for then, but you don't know what's going on now, Lord. No, he knew you before you're in your mother's womb. Does he not know what you're going through now? Because he's already done it. I told you he's already done it. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25, it says, See that you do not refuse him who speaks, the Lord. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. This is going to get really crazy in a bit. Whose voice then shook the earth. Could you imagine a voice that shakes the earth? A voice who shook the earth. Wow, I am getting older. I need glasses. Um, But now he promised, saying, yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things which are being shaken. As of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Hey, look at that. (laughs) I can see! (laughs) I see the light! It is amazing. What? Wow, that's terrible. Don't do that. Just read stuff with it. Wow, that's, yeah, don't, don't look up. All right, thank you, Jesus. Now this is yet once more, indicates the removal of those things which are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Okay? Now I want you to hear these last two verses. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken... Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Thank you whoever gave these to me. 
We are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Let us have grace by which we may, this blows me, which we may serve God acceptably and with reverence and godly fear. You can't serve God without the grace of God. But you can't serve God without the grace of God, without being in the grace of God, and therefore being in grace with yourself because you will get in the way of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. The grace of God isn't just for the people in your life. The grace of God is for you, for you. He gave it for you. You've got to receive it because He already did it. And then you'll find yourself in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. God... Oh, we get to serve Him. That's, I mean, the fact that we get to serve Him. He could have wadded us up in a little ball, lit us on fire, and be done with it. Most of us, I know I did at some points, probably deserve that. Some of us think we don't deserve it, and that's part of the problem. For our God is a consuming fire. So let's establish three truths. Okay? I'm going to establish three things. God is love. Can we agree with that? If you want the Scripture reference, 1 John 4, 8. God is love. God is a consuming fire. Both are true. Both have relevance. Both have importance. God is love. God is a consuming fire. And let's go to Luke. I got, it. I got so many tabs. This is ridiculous. A little Bible Olympics today. Don't worry. Most of you need exercise anyway. Luke 17. I didn't mean that rudely. Well, if you're offended, that's all right. Luke 17, 21. The kingdom of God does not come with observation. This is Jesus speaking. You got a problem with it? Take it up with him. I love that because then you still got to talk to him and he'll still straighten you out, so it's up to you. The kingdom of God is not come by observation, nor will they say see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is where? Within you. Okay, so three truths. Our God is a consuming fire. Our God is love. And the kingdom of God is where? In you. So the kingdom of fire and love is within where? You. Do you feel that way? I hope so. I mean, do you really feel that way? You know, I had an image this morning when I woke up and I was spending time with the Lord. I, did, I, I was a bad guest at my host's house. I just basically stayed in the bed and, and read the Bible and prayed and just kind of disappeared for a bit. I was going to enjoy a nice cup of coffee with the birthday boy, but that would have been too distracting, which is why I'm not looking at him right now because that'll be too distracting. I just want to get all spooled up and mess with you. But the truth was while I was sitting on, on the bed and I, I was looking at my notes and I was just asking God, God, what do you want to say? Because there's so much, I hope you know, there's so much. I hope you have so much in you of God and realize that there's so much in you. Ordination, nation. I'm so grateful for it. But the reality is that's a piece of paper that man decided was relevant for all of us to go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. The same thing that God said to you and to me, go ye therefore. If there's not a fire in your heart to do what He's asked you to do because He gave Himself for you. I'm going to ask one question and I don't mean it rudely, but what's wrong with you? What's wrong with me in the moments where I'm like, oh, my kingdom's being shaken. Don't I serve a God and a kingdom that cannot be shaken and in that kingdom in me? 
So why when troubles come and things come, do we feel like we're being shaken? I'll tell you why. Because our God is a consuming fire. You can't come into the arms of the Lord and not be burnt away. Everything that is not of Him. When you come before Him, and we're, look, we are all the work in progress, but the work's been done. So what am I saying? I'm saying that you've got to catch up. I've got to catch up to what He's already done in me so that I can be exactly who He's called me to be, that I can then go ye therefore and preach the gospel, make disciples of all nations. That wasn't just for ministers or someone with an ordination certificate. That's for every single one of us. And He says, come before me. You know, there's a bunch of scriptures I had written down. John said, there's one coming after me that's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. You guys know your word. I like this. I'm going to sit down. All you preach now. Let's go. (laughs) But he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I don't know about you, but I once tried to light a piece, a big log of wood that was semi-wet with a blowtorch. Winks at pastor. And it didn't work, really. (laughs) Funny that. Some of us want to be on fire for God, but we're so saturated by the world, we can't. How long does a hot fire have to be around wet wood to dry it out, then to get it hot enough to actually ignite? We're like, God, I want to be on fire for you, but I'm saturating myself with the world, not your word. I'm saturating myself with the music of the world and the sounds of Facebook and the sounds of Instagram and the sounds of a donkey and an elephant. But I'm not saturating my sound with the worship of God. That song we sang when we were singing I Exalt Thee, I broke. That is our portion. That is what we're called to do. When you stand in a state of I exalt thee, you're in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. You're carrying a kingdom that cannot be shaken so that when you go out into the world, you're still in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. But if a donkey speaks, you're shaken. If an elephant speaks, you're shaken. If tea speaks, you're shaken. Pick a party, I don't care. We get shaken. Now, we spend our time traveling around the world. Can I tell you one thing? Don't matter American culture, English culture, Irish culture, Polish culture, Ukrainian culture, African culture, South African culture, Indian culture, Chinese culture, Asian culture, Australian culture, South American culture, Mexican culture. It does not matter. That is a secondary culture to the kingdom of God. You should be a kingdom cultured person, man, woman, or child. It don't matter how old you are. When you guys go to school, whether you're homeschooled or not, when you go out to to meet with your friends, carry the kingdom culture with you. You guys are meant to be leaders of God. And it's not some super spiritual out there, weird, wacky, wonderful. It can be. And there's times and seasons for that, but there's a reality where you guys carry the kingdom, be on fire for something. The world will try and light you on fire with something. So I've experienced it. I searched for it. And it's about as fiery as a wet blanket. There's no life in it. It's heavy. It's weighted down. 
takes you up, consumes you, spits you out, tells you it's all right, and then comes back at you the next day. For us to enter into a kingdom that cannot be shaken, we've got to be born again. Simple as that. We've got to receive the being born again. And actually then realize that you were born again. Some of it, that, look, I've, I've had conversations. I've gone through it, even recently, where it's like, well, that's just kind of how I am. Well, that doesn't really line up with the Word of God now, does it? And we want to fight God on it. We want to be like, well, look, yeah, but you made me this way. No, he made you new. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So your old habits and your old ways of doing things and all those things, those are dead and gone. You are a new creation, which means now you get to explore with him who you are in him. And he'll show you and he'll freak you out. Why? Because you're going to walk into fire and you're going to hug it. Here's the picture. Back to that. I remember now. I had to say all that to remember the picture I saw this morning sitting on the bed. And I saw a big God. I mean, big. Made me feel tiny. And I'm not super small. Although I met a man yesterday, 6'8". He was a big man. Big God. And I, rem- I just saw this. Can you, how do I do this? Close your eyes with me for a second if you wouldn't mind. And I want you to imagine a, a, like a giant, you know, a giant God, okay? But this giant God is, is just light. You can't really see the, 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 the figure, you can't, but you know it's God. And I want you to imagine yourself running to hug him. And in this picture, I just, I just embraced God. I just, I just wrapped my arms around him like this. I guess you can open your eyes because I look funny. And I had my arms around him like this, and as, I, as I'm hugging him, there was this, this force that was pushing against me. But I realized it wasn't pushing me away, it was pushing out the non-him in me. And like almost like on a movie, I just saw like, like what was like scales and dust begin to dissipate off my being, but I still embraced him, but me was leaving. And I begin to see that when our God is a consuming fire, and my only access to Him is by the love that He's given me through Christ Jesus. But He baptized me with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So as I embrace the Father through faith in Christ, He begins to dissipate everything that's not of Him because nothing unholy can come before a holy God. And we come before Him and we're like, oh, take my unholiness, God. No, you got to embrace Him in your new creation. I know you can't see it. you got to believe it. And you got to embrace Him in the new creation and embrace the love of God and embrace the fire. And He's going to begin to... What it was was the fire of God and the passion of His love burning away everything that wasn't of Him. And I felt so small and so alive in the same moment. And I begin to realize, God, what he was saying through the scriptures, we serve a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. I begin to realize, and some of you probably have realized, but I'm here to remind some of you and I'm here to encourage some of you. And some of you I'm here to put you, I'm, put, I'm going to push you to the fire. Because some of you get, this is what happens with fire. Okay, 
If you got something that needs to be lit, if I was going to light this on fire, I was going to bring a blowtorch and all sorts of stuff. I'm not really a prop guy, but it seemed fitting. I was going to light a fire in church today. (laughs) I'm not trying to be so intense, but I can't get away from the love of God and the fire of His holiness. And I want to serve Him with reverence and godly fear. I want to serve Him knowing that there's something extended to me that I've got free gift to me, freely give. And so in a church setting, it comes from a microphone and you guys sitting there and, and hearing a, a, a wackadoo just, just speak to you. But the tr- truth is, God's love is a consuming fire. When you embrace Him, He's going to start to shine. His fire is going to expose you. Some of us are like, Lord, use me. Move mightily through me. Let me do this and let me do that. Let me see signs, wonders, and miracles. And He does those things. Not because you're great, because He's great. That reminds me, so when we were coming... Side note, I'll be quick. How much time do I got? A couple more minutes? 25 minutes? Oh, we're good. I'm really speaking fast. I'm in New York, that's why. I'm from Kansas. I got to slow down. Sorry. My parents will catch up in a minute. Don't worry. Oh, I love you guys so much. I'm so glad you're here. They didn't know I was getting ordained today. I didn't know until a couple days ago. And it's such an amazing honor to have them here for that. So that's awesome. (laughs) I've heard the jokes too. Come on, it's all right. (laughs) My dad still may whoop me and he'll be 70 next year. (laughs) Just realizing that. You know, when your God's a consuming fire, you just kind of do whatever He wants you to do. When you fall in love with someone who's bigger than you, better than you, stronger than you, faster than you, smarter than you, probably looks better than you. I have no idea. Just assumption. He looks holy and glorious. And actually, so do you. In a different way. But in the same way. I hope when you guys look in the mirror that you see the glory of God on your face. I know sometimes it's hard to do that, especially for you young folk. It's hard to look in the mirror and see something beautiful that's beyond splendor. It's beyond comprehension. The kingdom of God's inside of you. If you had nothing else in this world, that should always be enough. You should be able to look in the mirror and realize you've got to look past the stuff that's going to burn away anyway. And embrace a God that's fire and love. And let him expose you, the real you, the spirit you, the eternal you, the one he thought of before he put you in your mother's womb. Because when you begin to actually believe that and actually see that, you'll realize you're standing in a kingdom that can't be shaken. The man's opinion of you no longer matters. Sure, we want people to like us, but it's not a requirement for our salvation. It's not a requirement to to build my house on your opinion, because if it was, everyone's going to fail somebody at some point. 
But when you come before a glorious and holy God and realize what He did for you, not just at the cross, but after the cross, when He was raised from the dead, took the keys from hell, so that when you come before the righteous judge, He sees your image of Him, not the image of sin. One way or another, the fire's coming, folks. The fire of God's going to come one way or another. It's either going to come in judgment and it's going to be a fire that none of us want to be a part of. Or we can embrace the love and the fire of God now and receive the kingdom that cannot be shaken and receive the grace, not just for ourselves, but for the world around us to stand in the fire and let Him pull every bit of not Him out of us. And it's uncomfortable It's not always easy, but it's worth it. You know, when we were in uh, uh, England this last year, a team of youth came actually from Sweden. I wish I would have picked up some Swedish words now. I'd talk to you in Swedish, but I can't. Oh, that's Indian, never mind. You go to too many places, everything starts mashing together. I can't keep them straight anymore. Actually, I can. They're children of God, just like you and me. Different language, look different, doesn't matter. Children of God, created by Him, even if they don't know it or not. They are. He thought of them too. Just because you met Him doesn't mean you're the only one. That'll give me a lot. I'll save that for some other day. But when you come before him. So we had this Swedish team. <laughs> Thanks, honey. We had this Swedish team, and they, and they came, and there's about 15, 14 to 16-year-olds. Right? And they came to England, and, and, and we did outreach with them. We packed food boxes with the food outreach that we helped create during the pandemic that's feeding families. We took them to the streets of, of, of Hounslow, uh, which is outside of London, which is a heavily non-Christian populated area of London, passed out Bibles. They were marching around with a church that had a Jesus-like Easter, like outdoor production thing. And, and here are these youth, and I knew that some of them didn't believe in Jesus. We were, we were told by the, by the leaders of it that, they, you know, they, they're part of the group because it's great community, but they weren't sure about the whole Jesus thing yet. And, and in the midst of this, uh, the, these youth come down and, and, and they're helping us minister the gospel. They're, they're praying with people on their doorsteps while they deliver these food boxes. They're passing out Bibles to people that probably wanted to shove them in a box. You know what I mean? Like they're doing these things. And one lady gave her life to the Lord right there on the street with Charlene and, and one of the girls and boys that was part of the group. And it was an amazing experience. But these youth were doing something that they were unfamiliar with that was uncomfortable for a God they haven't seen. And a couple of them, for a God they weren't sure they believed in yet. And this night we had a, a worship night and there's about 60 local youth and in the, in the 15 from Sweden and, and 10 of them gave their life to Christ. Right? 10. 10 out of 60. So for some of you older folk, don't give up hope. God is moving. 
He is moving, not just in salvations, he's moving in healings and powers. I know people all over the earth. When we were in, in England, in, in, in Doncaster, Angelo was there ministering, and we, we were praying for people at the end, and there's this young man came up to me and asked me to pray for, I wasn't going to share this story, but I just, you got to know that God is moving, because the same, God is the same, here we, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I know so many people that think that healing signs and wonders ended with the apostles. Isn't the same God that gave them the Spirit, the same Spirit that I have that raised Christ from the dead, that lives in me, so I will do signs, miracles, and wonders because He said these are the things that are going to follow those who believe. And so we're in Duncaster, and I'm praying for this young man. He's like, pray for me and my girlfriend to get pregnant. And so I shoved my face, finger in his face, and I said, you need to fix the ring thing first. Just because you're a minister of the gospel doesn't mean you have to make people feel good. Okay? I wasn't afraid to shove my finger in his face and say, straighten yourself out, but I'll still believe for you. And as I'm praying for him, I begin to pray that, that, that God would just, and then I saw it, like I'm looking at you, I just saw in his face, he believed a lie. Some of you believe a lie. And I know the word you get, and I know the teaching you get, but we're human, not really. We're spirit in a human form. But we act like humans sometimes because we got to remind ourselves we forget all the time, which is why you renew your mind by the washing of the water of word. It's why you stay in worship and prayer and in the word. It's why you do those things, not because you're a great forgetter, but because you're a great forgetter. You know what I mean? You read it and I'm like, I've read that before. Yeah, but I forgot it, but I didn't, but I did. Because the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance the word of God in you. We discredit the Holy Spirit all the time. I know you guys don't. But just know who some of the... You got to know what's inside of you. Just like the Acts of the Apostles, the Holy Spirit doesn't move. What? Then I'm a devil worshiper. You're insane. But I'm praying for this young man. I just prayed the lie off of him. I said, stop believing the lie. It was a lie. You've told yourself a lie standing in a mirror. And someone else has told you a lie. And then doctor, I don't even know this guy. And I said, and then doctors told you a lie and you believe that lie. And I don't know what's going on. But stop believing the lie. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. And you got to wake up to the fire of God. And he looked at me. His eyes were this big. And he came the next night. And he came and he just embraced me. Gave me a huge old hug. Now I just shoved my finger in this kid's face and told him to straighten out his life. And he embraced me with this huge hug and he came for me and he shoved out his hand. He's like, look! Now mine's shaking because I drank coffee. I didn't eat food, okay? Don't, don't see with your eyes. See with your eyes, all right? See with the spiritual eyes. He wasn't shaking. He's like, look at my hand. It's not shaking. I'm like, that's awesome. I have no idea what he's talking about. I'm celebrating something I have no clue. And he's like, no, look at my hand. It's not shaking. It hadn't shaken since you prayed for me. And I'm like, that's amazing. What? <laughs> and he's like, no, you don't get it. He's like, since I was 16, he's 24. He said, since I was 16, I shook so bad, couldn't carry a cup of coffee. Someone would have to carry my plate of food because I'd spill it. For eight years, as a young man, I didn't pray for God to heal him. 
I prayed that he wouldn't believe a lie. Now God healed him. The next night he came, still not shaken. He's like, still not shaken. I said, that's amazing. You know what that young man did? When he realized the fire of God that was inside of him, that very next night after God had healed him, he went out and won one of his friends to Christ. That's our portion. That is who we're called to be. That's, that's who we're called to live for, how we're called to act, who we're called to be in love with. You know, fire is a funny thing. Sometimes it's out of control. Still burns stuff, doesn't it? Sometimes it needs help burning, Right? And, and, and it just gives me great appreciation for, for ministers of the gospel because you got to try and feed the fire on all accounts because we're good forgetters. There's a point to all this somewhere. Oh, yeah. I wanted to tell you those stories because there's something shifting in the spiritual atmosphere of the world. And I'll say that with boldness because I've been traveling it for the last few years. There's some shifting in the atmosphere of the world. There's a, there's a, what's the word? There's a spiritual deficit. And there's only two things that are going to fill it. Either the fire of God or the saturation of a damp and dark and cold world. Can I be honest with you? Because I, I used to think this way sometimes. I used to think, well, if I just live a good life and you know, people, people will know there's something different about me and then you know, I'll shine my light. I'm just going to, this is raw. I'm probably going to cry because this is, In no judgment to anyone, I was wrong. I was wrong. I read his word, and I can't deny it. I don't know how you read it and deny it. If you can, please don't tell me about it. I don't know how you read his word and know who he is and actually meet Christ and be in his presence like we were in worship. I expect. And then read his word and then deny it. I don't, he said, they can't hear unless you speak. Your actions can do a lot, yeah, sure. And they, people will watch your life. I'm not saying don't, don't be good. But the lost don't get saved unless you speak Jesus. That's what I want to leave you with. I want to leave you with a passion and a fire for God to speak Jesus. Because in the midst of it all, he's going to burn you away from you. And you're going to realize you don't recognize yourself. I remember talking to my wife in England. One night. And we're actually having a bit of an argument. Because I was frustrated. Because I don't recognize myself anymore. But it wasn't the spirit of Jared that was frustrated. It was my natural self. 
Because what I realize is the closer I get with God, the more I draw to him, the more I'm comfortable with hugging the fire. He's going to get rid of me and the stuff in me and the stuff about me. Whether I think it's good or not, it doesn't matter. If it's not him, I don't want it. And we've all got to come to a place where if it's not him, we don't want it. And I want to encourage you today, if it's not him, don't receive it anymore. Don't speak it over yourself. Power of life and death is in the tongue. I could go on for hours. That thing is blowing up in my head. And maybe someday before we leave again, I'll come back and share with you. But the power of life and death is in your tongue. When you speak a shaken kingdom, you're going to receive a shaken kingdom. But when you speak a kingdom that cannot be shaken, you'll find yourself embraced in the fire of God and living for Him and not afraid of dying and not afraid of being alone. Fire of God. So that's what I want to leave with you. I want to leave the passion and the fire to serve a mighty God, to serve a holy Lord, to serve with everything that you got, even if it costs you everything. Because when I had that conversation with my, my wife, I was realizing that I was becoming someone that I didn't recognize, not for a bad sake, but for his name's sake. Paul said, I consider it. You know how amazing it is to not recognize yourself anymore? That's a miracle. And I can tell you what, as much as you think you know and as much as you've got a good job or a nice house or a family or cars or whatever, whatever you do or do not have, it, doesn't, it pales in comparison to hugging the fire of God. When I was in His presence this morning, I didn't come upstairs because I didn't want to leave. I just wanted to stay in His presence. But He's got something for me to do, just like He's got something for you to do. We're going to end service here in a second because there's something for you to do. I get it's a time thing, but the reality is it is a time thing. Time is short. You don't know how long you have. You don't know how long your friends have. You don't know how long your family has. you got to let Him have you so that you can go ye therefore. And that's what I want to impart to you today. I'm going to move this out of the way, and I just want to pray for you. I don't know how you plan on in. I was going to pick you up and parade you around the place, but I think God wants to pick some of you up on his shoulders and parade you around the place. And the reality is we've got to come before God like this. And I kind of, could we sing I Exalt Thee? Because there's something about that song. There's something about the power and the presence of God when you say I exalt thee, and if you can if you can't, do to whatever reason, I want you to raise your hands and I want you to sing with everything that is in you. The funny thing about worship, this is a whole side note, this is a freebie. The funny thing about worship, and I, you know, I used to be like, well, I'll just, I'm worshiping God, you know. There's something that happens when you just do something that if you look around and pay attention to everyone around you. It may be embarrassing. It may seem funny. And, but when you sing with everything in you. I don't care if you've got a great voice or not. Do you think God hears your voice? He hears what He's put in you. He hears... The Spirit that cries out, Abba, Father. And when we make a joyful sound to Him, it's incense. It's an aroma. 
And when you stand like this and when you sing, when we sing here in a minute, I exalt thee, when, and you stand there, I'd put, you're going to feel your feet are, are on solid ground because you're in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And there's scriptures that talk about the anchor of your soul and all these things, but I want you, well, we worship God here in a second. I want you to realize that there's a kingdom in you that cannot be shaken. When you receive Christ, you were born again. And if you haven't received Christ, I, I, I encourage you, I urge you now. Now is the time. Now is the time to receive salvation. Now is the time to be born again, born of the Spirit and alive to Him. Now is the time. Not, not, not days from now, not months from now, not when you get you right. Because he'll get you right if you attach yourself to the love of God. He'll burn away what's not right and leave you with what is right so you can go ye therefore. You want to be a light? You want to shine for people so they can see you by what you do and what you say and all those things? Then do it. But you can't do it looking like you. you got to begin to look like him. So stand with me now. Stand with me now. I want you to close your eyes just for a second because I can't not do this. So I'll stand up here because I want to see you. But I say you close your eyes because if, if you're in here and you never met Christ or maybe you need to rededicate your life to Him, maybe you need just a new infusion of the fire of God and the passion to live for Him. If that's you today, just raise your hand for me right quick. Just raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see you, sir. Thank you, Jesus. 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 And as one body together, just pray with me. Father, I come before you, and I thank you for your Son. And I thank you for your love. And I thank you for your fire. Come to me, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. As I forgive others. And I will live for you. And I will be consumed by you. And I'll be on fire for you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's sing I exalt thee. And together as one body, as one people, with one heartbeat, which is his heartbeat, with the fire of God in you, I want you to exalt the Lord your God. I don't care if you're on key or not. It doesn't matter. Sing with a full heart. If you want to come up, come up. If you want to praise him from up here, praise him from up here. But give God the glory in Jesus' name.